find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. Hello, and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Today, I've got a special treat for the listeners. If you were listening, and you should have been, the last hour, you listened to Ray and Sid with Dare to be Better. Now, I convinced them to stick around and to do my show. So, you know, you got an hour and a half of Ray and Sid tonight, folks. So, Ray and Sid, it's good to have you with me. Hello. How you doing? I'm still here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, Ray, I haven't had you on the show in a while. And and I've, I've got your, your cohort with me tonight. How's the new show going? For people that, that haven't caught the new show yet, how's it going? You know, so far so good. Um, it's a half-hour format. We kind of followed the Barry Eva logic here. And, uh, you know, a little bit of less is more because if you give us 60 minutes, I mean, we do enough damage in 30. Uh, Sid could do 30 by herself <laughs> standing on her head. And, you know, we knew that from the very, very get-go when I met her. But uh, it's going great. We, the feedback has been fantastic. It's been all unsolicited, which has been the magic part of it. And Sid could tell you, too. It's going, it's going great. And people seem to um, genuinely like it. We get great emails, great feedback. And I, just, I think that Ray and I just kind of fit each other like a glove. You know, we just sort of tick along, and he's very patient with me. I've said before, <laughs> he, um, he's like the play-by-play you know, and I'm very much the color commentator. We do well together. That's cool. Well, I I know I've always enjoyed when, when I have Ray on the show and when he lets me guest on his uh, Ray Powers Hour. So, you know, I, I understand that. You know, I, I was listening to your show last week, and y'all were talking about a topic that I've covered quite a few times on here. And I said, you know, I, I think we need to talk about that some more. I and, and I had all kinds of things that I was saying to the to the screen while y'all were talking, and I said, you know, we could talk about that while they're with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, haven't, I hope I haven't, you're going to say what you were saying to the screen directly to us. Maybe. It's up as printable. Well, you, we have a little bit more leeway about the conversation on my show because <laughs> so, you know we're 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 after that you know um uh family hour on my show and you know the the program director gives me a little bit of leeway about what we talk about on my show so. <laughs> yeah here's a pretty cool guy he is. He's such a sweetie. But don't tell anybody. And it'll go to his head. So, you know. <laughs> so, he's, a good friend, he's a good friend of mine. <laughs> so for listeners that, that missed your show, which they shouldn't do. They shouldn't miss yours or mine. You know, what else is Thursday night for, right? And and I will mention that, that they can catch y'all on New Visions Radio, um, either audio or video. You can do either one. So, so they're they're also you can you can catch the video on newvisionsradio.com. dot com. They they have the video there, or you can catch it on uh, Ray and Sid channel on YouTube. 
Okay, so I've done all the, the shameless promo for you guys, which I'm, I'm sure y'all mm-hmm. are going to do at the end also. Um, so, and I'll have the link on the show page. But last week, y'all were talking about open relationships, and that's something that I've covered on here because one, one of my things is that um, as a loving relationship coach, I want people to understand that, you know, years and years ago, the the thought was, and I, I hope we're getting away from this as people are kind of coming more into their own and expressing their individuality more, that there's not just one set type of relationship. You know, we, we, we hear all these things about uh, gender and all of this sort of thing, but there also isn't just one set relationship. You know, you know when way back in the day, well, we're all kind of the same age, so <laughs> when we were all growing up, the the basic idea was, you know, you have the husband, the wife, and two two point five kids. Okay, that was the thing, and in the white picket fence. That's not really how it is anymore. You know, there's there's more and more people that um, uh, may may not get married, or they may not get married until later. They may be single parents. There's there's just a whole lot more variety, shall we say, in uh, relationships and living circumstances and all this sort of thing. And actually, y'all were talking about. Um, uh, two-parent households compared to one-parent households, mothers and fathers, yeah, all this sort of thing back a few weeks ago. So what what do y'all think about the different sorts of relationship options that people have today? Uh, well, you know, it is 2021, and like you said, the it dynamic is. has changed. I think all this stuff was going on prior to this, it's just that, like you said, it wasn't socially acceptable. So you would have right. to go to an after-hours club if you wanted a so-called swing or you wanted to uh, wife swap or, you know, your wife wanted to get a little experimental with the girl next door or something. You just didn't right. tell your neighbors. And you certainly wouldn't put it on, well, you didn't have digital media back then, but, you know, you had the gossip line, which was worse. Um, True. Nowadays, I guess it's, listen, far be it for me to judge anybody on anything, but, you know, do I like the fact that it's this out in the open? Maybe a happy medium would be uh, a recipe for, I don't know, good taste. I think maybe it's just sure. too much now. But, yeah, uh, I don't think it needs to be quite – I don't, I don't think it needs to be, like, in, in your face kind of thing. But I like the fact that there's information to let people know it's a possibility. Sure. And – and how to do it properly, because you can really screw it up by doing it wrong and be incredibly unhappy if you do it wrong. But I like that people are being educated that if what you're doing feels wrong and you're unhappy, you do have other options. Does that make sense? Yeah, so what in your opinion is when you say doing it right, doing it properly? Well, it depends. It depends on what what you're looking for, because you can you can get into situations and think that, 
Well, like if if you want to be in an open relationship, okay, you can dive into that head first without preparing you and your partner first and end up incredibly unhappy because you went off kind of half-assed and just weren't ready for it. It's the kind of thing you don't you don't dive in without kind of setting the ground rules and agreeing mm-hmm. on how you're going to do it. Does that make more sense? Mm-hmm. And is that and so what you're saying is that's how you prepare or correctly do it is by by that preparing. That's one that's one of the steps that you have to do. Yeah, you've got to communicate. You you don't sure. just say we're going to do this and start with without um preparing both of you and and you, you don't just say okay we're going to do it and then just kind of wing it there some things you can wing in life and some things you can't um and you don't just assume your intentions and you don't assume the intentions of other people you've got to communicate because it's just like building period I mean, you you never, okay, you should never just enter into any kind of um, dating situation without open, honest communication. But, I mean, we all know people that have. And how many times have have any of us done that kind of thing and you don't have open open communication with the other person? That's disastrous. Yeah. Well, that's the whole part of um, what they call now ethical non-monogamy you know it's one of the right. i guess buzzwords um right but at the ethical obviously is the uh you know that's the focal point there is you're speaking and you're communicating and you're maybe you're not going back home and go hey guess what i did point to point but yeah understood. here's where i'll be if you need me if there's an emergency call me i'll come home right so well in your question nikki I'd like to, I'd love to hear your feedback on this. So when we go and uh, let's say I go work for an employer, okay, I'm in corporate, whatever. And corporate, okay. corporate uh, you know, they do frown upon me putting my energies, my talents, or working for a, a competitor or someone in the industry other than them. Because like, with any like competition, right, with, Right. With any gig, any gig, the outlook, at least, is where you put your energy, where you put your focus, is what grows. It's what's going to become stronger. And that's how come they don't want you straddling the fence, per se, right? So if we're looking at a relationship, and I'm not judging and I'm not saying if it's right, wrong, or otherwise, I'm just, I want to ask the question. So if we're looking at a relationship here, and the energy is split, it's split. Some of the energy is put towards partner A, energy is put towards partner B, you know, and if there's three of you, obviously. So how, how does that um, relationship bloom? I mean, it's very hard to get a career to bloom and to become, when you, and to really become a master at something if I am straddling that fence. Well, see, I've I've always worked multiple jobs, always. 
Right. So I, I hear what you're saying. You've worked several jobs before. Is that what you just said to me? Well, at the same, at the same time. Sure. But when you work several jobs, are your jobs um, in the same industry? Meaning like, let's say you're a talk show host here. You're not necessarily a talk show host someplace else competing with yourself, or are you? Um, no, but I've also had other ones that complement what I do here. Okay, so compliments. All right. Yes. So, so they they feed off each other. Okay. So it's, so it's things that they do work in conjunction with one another. So mm-hmm. one actually does feed the other, and mm-hmm. they do benefit one another. Okay. Just I guess as an example. Uh-huh. I guess what Sid's saying is, if you're working for her, she's going to ask for an NDA. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Nick, well that's, 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 more, uh, that's more the reason I don't want somebody working at the same job. Like, okay, like when I worked at Domino's, I didn't want my drivers also working for Papa John's because right, they right. can one, they they know my customer base, and I don't want right. them giving my proprietary my proprietary information. Correct. That's, that's, so that's more my concern. That's just why I'm, and again, <laughs> I don't want any listeners thinking that I am stepping one way or the other or damning anyone. I just really am right. interested because I, I will be up front for me, even in my career, because I have also been someone, I'll work a ton of careers. You know, I've done a lot of things yeah. in my life. But right. I, I am very... Um, if someone's going to come work for me, <laughs> Ray is absolutely right. You're working with me, for me, and we're heading down a, a trail together, you know, a path. It's like he and I doing this show together. I wouldn't, as I know he would not, I would not be pleased if I found out that he had another talk show host on the side and he's doing a show similar to what we're doing. I, I wouldn't be pleased with that because I feel like I want his energy here I want him focused with me building this, and I want his loyalty, right. just as I will give that to him. Right. You see? I'm just saying, then the question comes in, if we're putting this towards a relationship, if, if I then, if, just hypothetically, if Ray and I were in a relationship, and I want all his attention with me, but then I'm like, hey, okay, you can go get yourself another co-host. I'm all right with that. And he now is going to divide his attention with me. So how do we bloom if his attention is now separated and he's giving his time and efforts to somebody else? Okay, let's let's look at a, a, another scenario. Okay. Okay. Do you have a best friend? Ray. A just a best friend. Yeah. Okay. Are, are you asking? Do you have- Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. I do have a best friend. Okay. Do you have other close friends? Sure. Okay. Do you do different things with these friends? And and um, do they bring out different parts of your personality? Yes. But none of them are my talk show host. <laughs> That's, do you see forget, what I'm forget saying? The, forget the talk show host thing for a minute. Okay. 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 Um, do you 
feel differently when you're with different different friends. Sure. Uh huh. Okay. Do do those individual friendships belittle or make each each friendship? Do you feel any different about them because you have multiple friendships? Do I feel any different? Meaning in value? Yes. Is that what you're asking? Do, do you feel less toward your best friend because you have the other close friends? No. Okay. It's it's sort of similar to that. Now I'm not I'm not saying you need you need ten partners, okay? But mm-hmm. you can and and this isn't right for everybody. Okay, but there sure. are some people this this kind of relationship works for. Okay? Okay. That can and and do find that having more than one partner and it's in the thing people tend to think this is all about sex and for some people it can be okay but it can also be about finding out more about themselves okay because mm-hmm. with different partners you can find out a lot more about yourself about different interests different different views that you have different things you want to pursue and and you may even just just find different things that you're interested in that you never even realized. Okay, then, so I don't want to dominate because I know poor Ray is like, Sydney, you need to share the mic. <laughs> no, I'm just sitting back. I, I'm, you know, it's, it's nice to sit back and actually uh, enjoy the show once in a while. Now, you know what? I'm thinking, um, and I'm just, again, devil's advocate. I took this, this stance right. on our show, too. Um, you might have the perfect spouse, let's just say. And maybe, you know, physically she's not into one or two things that you really love right. and right. you're going to respect her boundary because you don't want to, you know, force them into something they don't want to do. Right. Now, party B might be into that. And party A might say, your wife goes, hey, if, you can, if she'll do it, great. I don't want to do it. If that's what right. it takes to keep her happy, you know. And obviously, right. It's it's a very, very delicate thing with trust and balance because you're still going home to your spouse and partner B has to realize that you're going home to your spouse ultimately. So partner B, right. there are other sticky wickets there where partner B can become attached. And, it's, and it has to be a difficult thing, I can imagine, um, to keep all these things straight and to compartmentalize, for especially for the woman. I don't mean to typify, but, you know, obviously guys are a little better at it historically at compartmentalizing. So I just look at it as, yeah, maybe if you can't get, you can't get salmon at this place, you know, this place is a, uh, a vegan restaurant and you love to be a vegan six days a week. But that seventh day, you just got to, you know, sink your teeth into a burger. Okay. So here's, here's devil's advocate. So it's one thing to talk about having a best friend and a girlfriend and another girlfriend, but I'm not sharing sex, uh, that inner intimacy with them. And this thing of not just sex, because sex is just sex with many people, but there's a thing like loving someone and being in love are two different things. Having sex and making love are two different things, at least in my eyes. So when I share 
myself and I make love to my partner for me personally to think that, okay, maybe he's not going to go make love to this other person, but he sure is sharing something that I would hope was only that thing that he shared with me. Because there's a lot of things in this world that majority of things are not just for my partner, right? There's many things we all have to share with everybody else. And so that one thing of intimacy, lovemaking, and only with that one partner, and if he's going to go share it with someone else, in my eyes, it doesn't make our relationship that special. He's sharing it someplace else, too. And clearly this is why it's not for everybody. That's correct. And and really it's not a mainstream thing. Right. But you know what, though? I think it's becoming more mainstream. I think I was incorrect, by the way, Nikki. On our interview, I... I've listened to it back, and I don't think it is an older person thing. Man, it is. A, it doesn't matter your age. They are doing it from 16 on up, you know? Yeah, I, I heard you say that. It's very common. I heard you, I heard you say that, and I, I, I think all, I, I know it's all age groups are doing it because yeah. I know quite a few people. And I, I guarantee you, anybody listening, they, a lot more people have friends doing it that don't know. They have no idea. Yeah, it's very common now. It's very interesting. And I do want to point on that for a second because um, <clears throat> I was just talking to a friend who has her niece that's stepping this direction. And often, not always, but often, sorry, I have a little cough, just a second. <laughs> <laughs> so often, but not always. When individuals, again, just my point of view, when individuals start reaching to find something someplace else for a woman, but I think also for a man, they're, they're missing something, right? And, and I agree, one person can't give you everything. So if we're talking about making love, however, that one thing that is so specific and you give it to one person, but... You know, if he wants to go have salmon with someone else, he could go have salmon with someone else without having sex or making love. Well, I was using that as an example. Of, that was my euphemism. <laughs> but uh, you're saying I can go physically have salmon with somebody else. <laughs> it's got to be in the reference to prove that. Okay, but Ray, keep your feet on the floor doing it. Oh, keep your feet on the floor. <laughs> That's so funny. Like I said, keep your feet on the floor and keep your shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> and your pants. Don't care about your shirt. Keep your pants on. <laughs> no, wait a second. You can take your shirt off, but keep your pants on. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Keep your, whatever with your shirt. <laughs> like, like I love Lucy, right? One foot on the floor. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but but seriously, there there are... Well, and like I said, we we all have our own our own thoughts and feelings about that. I completely understand where you're coming from and respect that. And and like I said, it big part of all of that is in the talking between each of the partners before they decide to do anything. That's all got to be worked out between each set of partners. You know, the the initial couple and then anybody that they would consider being involved with. That's why you talk about everything thoroughly and honestly before you decide to do anything. That's why that was the first thing you said. Because you've, yeah, you've got yeah. to be sure 
what you want to do and the ground rules that you have in place. And you stick to the ground rules. You absolutely right. have to stick to the ground rules. So, so you being, you know, having your talk show and talking about these types of subjects, is it, um, is it common for, uh, let's say, somebody in an open relationship where one of the partners um, is a little more gung-ho on it and the other one is not as interested? Is it common that one becomes jealous, right? Or, and the third question, is it common that maybe the, the partners, the two that started out doing it, you know, wanting to bring the third in, let's just for example, uh, that someone starts falling more in love with that, the new arrival? Um, I think across the board it, it is. I mean, of course, every, every situation is going to be different. Um, but from anybody that I've talked to, you're going to have that to some degree. And actually, sometimes it's not the person you would expect. Just you saying, mean that, some, uh, becomes too attached or not attached. Either, either one, either one. I know of situations where the person that thought they were going to be more attached or thought they were going to be jealous wasn't the one that it happened with. So there's there's been situations where, like I said, that the the husband thought he was going to be more attached, and it ended up being the wife. So I mean, there's it's um it's unpredictable what's going to happen sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think there's always, you know, a chance. There's got to be an element of that danger where, you know, this person is going to develop feelings. But I can go to a coffee shop every morning and the same girl serves me. Maybe we start getting friendly and flirting and there's a chance I could always fall for her. I mean, that's a bit of a wild stretch, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and there's also the situation where you can enter into this kind of thing and think it's just going to be casual and it get more serious, or you can think it's going to be serious and it not. I mean, there's there's a million variables, just like any any kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's also a thing called, and I'm, I may describe this wrong, and if I do, Ray, correct me, um, conversion. Isn't that the right way to say that? Where um, if yeah. if if the one the one partner starts into a new relationship with somebody, they actually share that excitement with their their original partner. So it's it's not that okay, so say they, they have a date with the the person outside their, their basic relationship. Okay? And you know how you have all those those new relationship feelings, the excitement and, and all of that. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so right. make sure that you were, okay. okay. I'm not used to you being that quiet. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so you you've got all this thing. All right, Ray. Right. So, you still there? Okay. So you've got all this feelings and excitement. Okay, and you take that excitement home and you share that excitement with your partner. Okay, so you're sharing that and, and your partner is getting to reap the benefits of that excitement, so to speak, okay? So you're actually sharing 
that with your original partner and that can be done in all kinds of different ways. Um, and they're getting the benefits of their partner's excitement and that sort of thing. And like I said, that, that can that can go very well. <laughs> so I'll just let your imagination. Well, I guess you have like a 50-50 right there, right? Because either it's going to go very well or it's not going to go well at all. Well, if, if your partner is on board with this and excited that, that you're happy and it, it, will, it should go well. Hmm. I mean, if, if they're not being honest with you and they don't really want to do this, then that's different. But if they're, if they're on board and, and they were being honest with you, then it, it should be a really fun night. Well, so how often do you think it is that one partner may be um, investing themselves into this into this open relationship simply because they feel like if they don't invest themselves, they'll lose the other partner? Do you think that happens often? I don't know. I've had I've had a lot of conversations about that with with other people in in this field. I don't know. What do you think, Ray? I mean, I think that it could happen. I think if you have somebody, I mean, I don't recommend going into that under duress. Absolutely not. No, I don't either. Um, I think you know, compersion is <laughs> a good word, but I I wouldn't use that here um, in Sid case, but. I mean, I I think I've talked to people and they said, yeah, well, I want it to be happy at all costs. And maybe they went a little further than they were anticipating or, you know, thought they, you know, like what, this wasn't in the original game plan, but all right, I'll go along with this. And maybe right. there's reluctance. And, um, you know, maybe maybe it's not there. You know, I'd rather be just with you. And I think a lot of people, if, you know, they're being honest, maybe they would confess that. And it is just purely for their their spouse's pleasure or their partner's pleasure. But um, I guess it really depends on how you feel at the end of it. You know, do you feel fulfilled? Do you feel I'm really, really, like the look on his or her face just really, really, you know, makes my day? Or I don't know. I feel like this is kind of wrong. If it's the latter, then you need to talk, to talk about it and you need to reexamine it. Right. Well, that's it. Keep the lines of communication open. Well, and, and if one partner has someone and the other person is still looking, that can be rough, you know, in, in between. Now, if, if both partners have somebody, that obviously would help, you know, because you, you've both got somebody. Um, but then ev- everybody can also, you know, be friends and spend time together. So that that can make a difference. Um, it, it's, it just all depends on, on the dynamics with the situation. Because I mean, there's there's all different ways that you can do it. So I mean, there's I there's a lot to talk about. I think there's also varying degrees of what you agree on, as far as uh, like, let's say you and I are together, Nikki, and you love the museum, and I really the museum does nothing for me. We agree right. once a month we'll, we'll go to the museum because you really really enjoy it, and I can, you know. It's not like someone's sticking me with hot pins while I'm at the museum. But, you know, it's like, all right, we could deal with this. And I, you really, really get something out of it. And I go, oh, this is fine. 
uh, you know, we're both going to the snack bar. We both get to see the same stuff. And then on the way home, we'll go to my favorite restaurant or something. I mean, there you it's go. all give and take. You have to be honest. That's the main thing. Is exactly. it, you know, the commu- if there's no communication, your relationship is doomed anyway, you know. Right. Right. Just completely independent of any of this extraneous stuff. Very true. Awesome. Makes good sense. Okay. Well, like I said, sounds logical to me. But yeah, there's there's so many compromises. Like I said, there's there's so many ways to customize things so that you can accommodate what each person wants. As long as you you agree that you're both open to the idea, no pun intended there, um, then you can customize it to make each person happy. Say, this this is what I need, and then the other person says, okay, I'm I'm okay with that. So, you know, you can, there, there's no, you have to do whatever. But it's, um, I don't know, it's, just, it's, it's an interesting concept. And if people want to do it, that's an option. If they don't want to, that's fine too. So right, yes. But well, clearly, it's, I, mean, um, I think it's been going on for years and years. It's just that it's oh, yeah. much more out in the open now. You know, right? And they give well, that. people talk about it now. Yeah, but there's a lot of things that people talk about now that have been going on for centuries that nobody talked about. Well. Yeah. Few people talked about. <laughs> so, right, it was, it was taboo. Yeah, well, and and we we find it in the history books if you you dig for it, but yeah, it, it wasn't you know mainstream. So, I, you know that's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> so, but what was there was there was something. Um, but yeah, y'all were y'all were talking about. Two, what was it, two parent families that y'all were talking about? Yeah. That was, uh, what, what was y'all, Right. What was y'all's take on that? That was an interesting show, too. I enjoyed that. Well, I mean, I stand by what I said. I'll double down and basically give my opinion that a child is going to be exponentially more successful and happy if his mother and father or his or her mother and father, are present in their life. Now, as Sydney mentioned, you know, her parents are divorced, as were mine. So they can't always be mm-hmm. in the same household. But, you know, does your dad come and visit? Does he, does he hold to his promises? Does your mom come to visit? Do you have step-parents? I really think you need that, that male, I'm going to call it a patriarchy. I mean, you know, I know I'm going to catch some heat for that. You might catch some flack too for this, but... Um, yeah, well. And a mom who basically, I think the dynamic of a mom and dad, you, you know, it's irreplaceable. Yes, two men can certainly raise a child. Two women can do it. They've done it. Single parents can do it. They do Herculean jobs. But, you know, all things equal, it would just make things, I think, just exponentially easier on the child if they had both. Yeah. What? However, I, I will say this, you know, I don't know that it, <clears throat> in my opinion, that it needs to be a mother and a father. I think it's the power is and the brilliance is the male and the female, right? 
regardless yeah. if yeah. it is father-father, uh, mother-mother, or whatever. I think because I do know for <clears throat> myself and my girls, my father, their, granddo- their granddad, right, my father was a very a huge importance um, in my girl's life because their father really isn't present. So I, I do think it's, I mean, that's fantastic if you can have both, but I don't think it's a, a must-have. I think it's really more male-female. Yeah, I think, um, <clears throat> I think it's great if it can be the mother and the father. If, okay, let me, this may get me in trouble. Um, if the mother and the father provide a healthy situation when they're with the child, but I definitely agree that they need a male and female influence in their life. Um, because they just, they need both of those influences. Yeah, they, they both just, they, bring something. They they, they, they bring do. something to the table. And, you know, yeah. a father or a male raises children differently than a mother or a female. And we behave differently with children. We nurture differently with children. And we protect differently. And I think those values, those things that a male and female bring to the table are vital to a child. And I think it's, if you can get it through a grandparent, through an actual father, through an actual mother, or even a next-door neighbor, whomever it is, or, you know, many times, um, like my daughter, she's experiencing it with um, a teacher at school. He's just just so graciously kind of picked up that role, you know, and it's, it's, it's paying off for her, but it doesn't need to be her, you know, doesn't need to be a blood relative. It's this teacher that she'll remember forever. Yeah. Well, they <clears throat> they need to know both both genders. They need to know both of those influences. And it just, I mean, I, I know some people aren't going to agree with me about that, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have to. <clears throat> but um I mean you can we can raise children of course I'm a single mother you know and you can raise children without that male there or uh, I have a friend who's a single father he can raise those children of course without that female there we're just saying that ideally if if you can find that mix of male and female strong balanced um you know well adjusted individual of course it's just a benefit it's it's a plus for those children, but not. I don't feel that it, you can't do it. It's a little harder, but you know, it's a plus. Yeah. Well, and, and it does give balance. It gives us balance, and and we need we need all that when we're growing up. You know, it helps us to see the well, and it's two very different perspectives. You know, and we need we need. You know, life is hard enough. You know, go ahead and and be able to see both perspectives, and um, yeah, because I I know my mom and dad had very different perspectives on things. I mean, between male and female, and then they they both had very different perspectives in a lot of different ways, and it was very beneficial to see both of those, and right. um, even even now. I when I make decisions and do things, 
I clearly see how they both influenced me and in things that I do now and that kind of thing. It's uh it's interesting. It's because yeah. I was I was thinking about that after I was listening to all stuff and I'm like, you know, I I I know which one has the bigger influence on me in what I do and don't do. And uh it's just it's kind of kind of interesting, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, right. Okay. And, so and I'm well, kind of <clears throat> I want to bring this back around. So how do those children work within um, an open relationship where um, it's not the typical, you know, textbook relationship? Actually, somebody that I interviewed did, did research, and she, um, she, she's been doing the research long enough that she interviewed the children when they were very young, and they're now in, like, their early 20s, and she has gone back and interviewed them again and I'm I'm trying to line up a time I'm, the, the first of the year I'm hoping to have her on the show to interview her again about the books that she's written um, but the ones I've talked to and from what I hear from her it's it's given the kids an interesting and more expanded and dynamic worldview and the ones that I know personally um getting very positive feedback. So does it, so it create those children to be more promiscuous? No. So those children, nope. when, you, when you say that, those children are choosing one partner and sticking with one partner? Uh, some are, some aren't. Okay. Yeah, it just seems like with the human element, you just go a million directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's just, just like any kid. Very, yeah, it's just, I, I, it's just curious, just because kids, obviously, um, they're learning, right? And they don't have a lot of, they don't understand how to create balance. That's what they're learning. So well, when they're introduced how many, to this. Hmm? Yeah. How, how many kids do you know that are seeing one person? Well, sexually? Well, in any way. Well, if, I would hope, you know, obviously the children aren't sexually active well, when they're I, younger, you know, obviously. I, but, I would um, hope so, too. But <laughs> yeah. I would hope so, too, but that's not feasible for far too many of them. But um, right. <clears throat> I have a lot of feelings about teen sex, but that, it's not the reality, unfortunately. Yeah, but, well, um, <laughs> I think that it's... Um, you know, sex is not just sex. It just brings a lot of bonding with it. You know, um, yeah. sex is that thing that does bond people together. It um, is that unique thing that you can't, you know, you can't go get that. Sex, it's unique. You can't get the same yeah. thing from somebody else. It's always, it's only original from that one person. And so I just think it's interesting because, uh, sex also, since it does bond you physically and emotionally, that that could be um, a, a bit troublesome for children. I'm just going to talk at the age of 16. I don't know why 16, whatever. <laughs> uh, as they become sexually active, right, to have partners, several partners, I just think that could become very confusing in itself. 
because of the act of what sex is? Well, it depends on how exposed the kids are to it, too. Exposed I mean, as in? Well, I mean, whether the kids know about it, whether it's happening in the home, that sort of thing. <clears throat> so, I mean, okay, you're, so you're assuming that they're going to be exposed to it. They may or may not. Right, and are you saying that, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, those children, um, how early and should they know that their parents have other partners? And when, when do you think that should happen, and does that confuse those children? That depends on the children. Uh, um, yeah, that totally depends on the children and the family dynamics. Some... Some can handle it when they're, well, 16. At, at 16, if they're in that kind of family, I would think they should be able to handle it. But there again, it, it depends on the family. I personally think that, you know, you wouldn't divulge what you and your wife do in the bedroom to the kids. Right. Anyway, right. so I certainly wouldn't divulge anything outside of our bedroom. Um, you know, with the, what they do in their spare time, I think, is their business. And I don't think the kids really want to know what's going on. Let alone, uh, <laughs> let alone, How many let kids alone want to know about their bad sex life? Right, right. You, you want to poke your ears out. You, you, you just want to, how did I get here? Well, the store for me. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> you definitely don't want to hear about any, uh, you know, extracurricular partners for sure. Well, and younger than that, they really don't want to know. So, you right. know. I mean, otherwise, you're you're if you're even around the house, you're a friend that of of mom or dad, you know. So, right. Good, great point, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when they talk about pushing uh, homosexuality to uh, you know six year olds. Like, why would you be pushing sexuality at all to a six year old? Yeah, push? I I really don't understand that at all, but. But just in general, like, you know, you would think that your children, the last thing they want to hear is the bed <laughs> creaking at night, you know. Oh, yeah. It's almost, it's almost better if they're out at a hotel oh, with their significant terrible. other, but they're not in the house. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah I, I, but I don't understand why. Uh, we obviously, uh, this is what's great about a show like this, because we have a lot of different views, um, a lot of opposing views. And, uh, you know, it's a sample size of, you know, of America and the world right now. True. True. Well, and, and the problem is America's not willing to talk about it. They just want to argue and say, you're wrong and you're wrong and I'm right and, you know, sit down and shut up. So... Well, yeah, but that's, that's what digital media did. Is it emboldened people to just become really mean? Yeah, I, I know. They're like, my side's right, and you're wrong, and and that's about it. It's like, no. I know. I was yeah, I, I was I, explaining to somebody one day that if if you actually respect the other person's opinion, you get further. And their reply was, but they're wrong. Why should I respect them? I'm like, okay, but they think, <laughs> they think you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. It always takes me aback 
when uh, I'll see somebody on YouTube in the comment section or Twitter or Facebook, well, they go, you know what? You're right. I apologize. I was wrong about that. And you go, whoa. Is that a typo? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> what is that? Somebody taking accountability for themselves and actually peacefully and amicably saying somebody else was right about something? I know. Well, you know, I'll, I'll do that. Even if it's something just really small, I'll say I'm wrong. You know, just, just yeah. for the novelty of it because it floors people. And they're like, whoa, 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 what? Right. But, yeah, because it's so rare that somebody says that, you know. So even even if it's something teeny tiny, I'll say, "Oh no, wait, wait a minute, I was wrong." But it's so I mean, if, if you, I can, you can read it as sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Okay, there's that. No, no. If I say it, I mean it. But you know, I, I'm, I'm taking accountability. I'm taking accountability. <laughs> so, oh, that's so bad. But okay, so how many people have we picked off so far today? So, what's what's oh, the next one? <laughs> well, I'm I'm just I'm 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 ticking off. How many people have we ticked off so far tonight? <laughs> I don't know. It's just too too many people are unwilling to talk and have a discussion and just have a have a honest discussion. And it's like you know, but but I'm going to make somebody mad. Well, so. We but okay when we were kids and like I said we're all basically the same age I think um, are we right you know how we all are I think I'm the oldest one here but uh, whatever yeah not by much you know yeah okay um, but I mean we used to make each other mad but it was okay we'd make each other mad but then by like an hour or so nobody cared anymore you know exactly now you see something. And somebody else assumes what you meant, which wasn't what you meant anyway, and they're mad, like, forever, and they block you on Facebook, you know? And and you only find out because you never see an update from them ever again, you know? Right. What, what in the world? It's bizarre. Or, I, I don't understand. They'll show up in your uh, recommended friend request, and you're like, oh, I guess we're not friends. <laughs> Oh, or, or Ray will do a live, and he'll, like, acknowledge somebody. I'm like, I don't see him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, they'll block them. Oh, oh, they must have unfriended me again. <laughs> so, Beautiful. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm not playing that game. I, I don't have time for the friend, unfriend, friend, unfriend, whatever, you know. Yeah. So, too, too many other My, things to do in life. My friends and I used to actually fist fight at 12 years old on our bikes. And, and, you know, an hour later we were hanging out and we were best friends again. Well, yeah. I, you know, back, back in the day, bef- but, well, before Facebook, you had to do it that way. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's strange. It is just strange. So what have y'all got coming up on, on Ray and Sid? Y'all, do y'all want to give us any teasers? Well, um, I bet y'all know what. I bet y'all know what's coming up in the next two months of shows. I just oh, bet yeah. you. <laughs> well, you know, we've opened it up to um, to the listeners and the readers and the and the viewers, and they've come up with some really robust topics, and uh, it's really cool to uh, to get that kind of challenge because you know Sid and I will sit across from each other, and you know we do all these in person. She flies into New York to do these. We're sitting face to face right now. 
And uh, it really makes for a great dynamic because we'll talk about something, and especially if we're not agreeing on it, like we'll look at each other and, you know, it's, it's really cool to get that interaction. And uh, I mean, a lot of it we have a lot of common ground on, which is why this works. But, you know, we can come at something north and south, meet in the middle, and it's always, right. it's always fun to see exactly where, you know, where that point's going to drop where we meet, who compromised a little bit. And, uh, but as far as topics, you know, people have been asking, uh, the open relationship thing was a, uh, was a read a query. Um, right. We have people asking about motivation. It could be about their marriage, um, money. Yeah. It, it really, it's run the gamut, and we're going to tackle all of it. Awesome, awesome. I've got one coming up that, you know, being, you, you do interior design, right, Sid? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I've got a woman coming up in a few weeks, and she actually owns, she owns two different businesses. One is Dating with Style, which I like, and um, The Wandering Parisian. I love that. Okay. And she helps people with, she's a dating coach, but she also helps you to learn how to dress also. So dressing for a date or just just kind of updating your wardrobe so that you look better overall. Uh-huh. So she's, um, she actually went to Paris with, with her husband on a, tr- a business trip and she um, realized how the people in Paris seem to look really good and they made it seem so easy they they didn't go through all this huge hoopla to look good right and so she came back here and she says why do we work so hard to look good that's ridiculous so and and she ended up getting divorced sh- shortly after that I said, but, but she had a really good trip and inspired by before so that's well, good, that's good. <laughs> yeah really so the trip paid off but really really cool show so that's that's coming up all right, that's exciting. Yeah, okay. I thought you, I thought you might enjoy that. And um, I've, I've got my my client Susan. Um, we're actually getting together next week, and we're gonna we're working on her book. We're maybe wrapping it up. And Paul, who has been on quite a few times, and we're gonna be talking in depth about her surrogate uh, partner training because he just went through that. So we get to talk to somebody that's been through the training, and uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to that a lot. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that very soon. So, got, got, well, that's and I've got, exciting. I've got several um, uh, movie, I mean, uh, music shows coming up with over the holidays, and I've got one called the Critter Code, identifying which critter um, your partner is the most like. So, and that oh, help you to know like how, like how to identify which partner. Yeah, yeah, very much like that. So and okay. and we've got at least at least one more spirit animal show coming up this year. So interesting stuff coming up between yeah, now and the end of the exciting. year. So good good stuff coming up. So tell people how they can find out more about Ray and Sid the show. Uh, you can go right to the source, um, dare to be better show dot com. Okay. All the shows are uploaded there. Uh, we have the video up there. You can catch us, of course, at newvisionsradio.com. Um, in the old Ray Powers era time slot, you know, we're the Power Twins, you and I, on Thursday night. And that will continue. There you go. 
8 and 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Uh, YouTube is Ray and Sid Show. That's the channel. You should definitely subscribe there and like the shows. And, um, you know, Google us. We're all over the place. We're on most podcast platforms now. We're, we're catching you, Nikki. You, you had a big, big head start, but, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not catching me yet. <laughs> It'll be a bit, but, you know, well, you work, well that's the goal. We have our goals, speaking and uh, of catching, ones. we want to get to where you are. Spe- speaking of catching, this is number 374, Ray. Wow. <clears throat> just just letting you know. I'll be at 384 by the end of the year, just letting you know. <laughs> well, none of us are catching Barry, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he does half-hour shows, and then, you know... Come on, he's retired. <clears throat> that helps. Yeah, you know. He can not, but, them in but, half and he'd still be at 500. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. But well, we're not competitive, Sid. Not at all. Not at all. No, you're not competitive <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's picking on me again. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Nikki. It just was a pleasure being here. We appreciate you inviting us. Well, you know, I said, you know, they're neighbors. I got, I got to have the new neighbors in. Ray, Ray's an established neighbor, but you're a new neighbor, so. Oh, well, thank but like you. I said, several, several shows, several music shows coming up over Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. So, you, you never know. I've got some interesting ideas worked out for those. So, so you gotta, gotta stick around and see. And I'm having, I'm having Susan Martin back. We got a hot show planned for uh, the week before Thanksgiving. And, and, you know, Susan, Sarah and I always have a, a hot show plan when she comes in. So this, this is going to be right. our hottest week. Definitely adult content that week. So Put the kitties to bed. Definitely going to put the kitties to bed before this show starts. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very good idea with it. So, yeah, she, she's actually been in the States visiting. So she's heading back to Lithuania, and when she gets back, we're, we're getting this show all ready for you. So good stuff coming up. So thank you well, guys thank for being you. here. Thank you. And, and listeners, we'll be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio.